Hello, hello, hello. As the calendar flips from February to March to March, you know what that means if you're a college basketball fan, March Madness. And uh, I figured it'd be a perfect time to have a March Madness FGCU theme episode on the Big D podcast. Before I bring in today's special guests, please subscribe, like, and share the Spunky Spectrum Sports YouTube page. We can see all my content, all my videos. Also, I've got a trivia. You're going to enjoy them all. Also, check out the Big D podcast for your audio listeners on Spotify and Apple. So, uh, as you can see from that background, uh, my <laughs> you figured, and my shirt, you figure what this episode would be on the day. It's on uh, my school, FGCU, and uh, to talk FGCU uh, men's and women's basketball, I've got uh, FGCU college basketball analyst J. Webb Horton. Coach, uh, <laughs> you're living the highlight for in Dunk City, right? Uh, you know, it's. I've been blessed to uh, have the opportunity to, you know, to work for Mike Colangelo and ESPN up in uh, Orlando. And I just happen I live here and I get to call the FGCU games, which has been a lot of fun the last uh, 12 years, both men and women. I can, I can, I can attest, trust me, whether it be raining threes or Dunk City, you've got a lot of enjoyment there. You know, we've watched, uh, a lot of good young men and young women come through, uh, not only at FTCU, but I mean, throughout the conference. I mean, Dylan, think about this, man. Who's the leading scorer at Arkansas, right? J.D. Note, who was at Jacksonville two years ago. The guy just lit up Auburn and... Uh, and beat Kentucky on Saturday. Beat Kentucky on Saturday. And I'm sure Coach Fly in the FTCU men's staff is glad that that portal came up and Arkansas grabbed that guy. You don't want to have to look at him and some of those other players from Jacksonville. I think, which, I which think is a very good basketball team, by the way. Yeah, I think Coach Capoy might be thinking, how are we going to stop that guy in the SEC tournament? Yeah, I mean, they're all running around looking at him saying, you were at where? Jacksonville. So, uh, but no, no, it's been a lot of fun, a lot of fun watching you come through this place, getting a degree, and now you here you are, you know, and I, you know, as a doing podcast, broadcast, Zoom. I mean, come on, man. So, um, obviously, you know, most most of the discussion will be about FGCU basketball. And to me, when I think of FGCU this year, I think of one guy and one and mostly one guy. How about Tate Tavian Dunmore? I mean, talk about transfer porters. I think FGCU hit a home run with the the full well, Duquesne product. Well, well, you know, you know I'm a PA guy, so you know, uh I know I've known Duquesne. I mean, their remember their last great player was Norm Nixon, who uh, played at Duquesne, or as some of the people say when they've had a couple of pops, Duquesne. But um, but Tavian Den Martin is a special player. Um, you know, he uh, has a great amount of confidence. Um, but 
I think there's really been a growth over the last five or six games where he really has been looking to distribute the ball. Uh, if he feels necessary, he, he'll, he'll go. He's one of those go get you guys. You know, if you're down by six, he's going to try to go get you those six. But uh, I think I've seen a maturity of this young man over the last five or six games. Uh, I think a lot better decision making. So, um, but don't sleep on somebody's other players there. You know, I mean, hey, when you look at big men, when is the last time you had a big man in the A Sun like Kevin Samuel? I mean, he is, I think, four blocks away from 300 blocks. He's going to have 1,500 points in his career. And um, he's going to have, you know, a great amount of uh, a rebound. So he's going to have rebounds. He's going to have uh, block shots. And uh, the guy's shooting like 60% from the field. So having him as a rim protector has really helped FGCU because if people are slipping by, um, you know, he's been swatting things like he's, you know, at a mosquito party. So uh, uh, he's really been, I think, a big success part. I mean, a big part of the success of, of men's basketball. But here's the forgetting guy, the forgotten guy, okay? Caleb Caddo could, if he wanted to, could go out and get you 22 a night, couldn't he? He really could. But he, his ego has not made him that kind of player. It's not who he is. So he sort of sat back. But we go back and watch the last three or four ball games, and then go, hey, FTCU's down three. They're up three. The other team's making a push. Who's been the player that's knocked down some really pretty timely three-point players? Or who has been the player who has taken on the top score of the other team, either altered a shot or stole the ball? It's been Caleb Cato. So he's the silent assassin on this team. And then people forget Richie Austin is a cold-blooded shooter, the transfer from uh, Tulsa. But he's also a defender, also goes and gets it up on the boards. The other starter, Cyrus Largy. He gets lost in this, but he's given you about 11 points a game, can defend, um, sometimes puts it on the floor when they've had one of those famous droughts shooting from the three. Um, and then, hey, how about Dakota Rivers? Okay. I mean, he started out starting, then went into that witness protection program where, where he was not seen for a while. And this is a lesson for young men and young women who compete in athletics. I don't care what the sport is. Coaches tell you what you need to do to get on the floor. Complaining isn't going to get you on the floor. Okay. Developing a work ethic. Oh, I need to work on rebounding. Well, who's become one of the better rebounders on this team, right? It's Dakota Rivers. Who has become a better defender over the last four or five ball games? It's been Dakota Rivers. He is doing the things that the coaches told him. You want to get off the pine. See, sometimes the pine, hashtag bench, is a self-imposed inflicted pain 
brought on that person by the player, him or herself. And uh, so he's come off the bench and I think has done, has done an outstanding job the last few ball games and um, has helped them really get where they are. And I think the other person as we go through the lineup, hey, Zach Anderson has been a stable, hasn't he? Solid, gives you points, can defend. And then Andrew or Andre Weir, you know, the 6'11 freshman. Look at his last three ball games. If you look at, I think Liberty was at nine, played nine minutes, had what, 11 points and six rebounds. So they really have a very deep squad, uh, Dylan. It's just a very deep squad. Yeah, and uh, speaking speaking of the last couple of games, I think back to the Liberty and the uh, Jacksonville games, and FGC went toe to toe with two of the Eastlands bets and beat them. Beat Liberty for the first time in Lynchburg in overtime, hashtag overtime. FGCU's played a few overtime games. This yes, and uh, won a crazy game there, and then came back on Senior Night a couple of nights ago, and then beat a really good. Jacksonville beat a really people, good Jacksonville. See, fans, see, fans don't do what we do. Look at stats and watch film. Okay. So you're thinking this is Jacks, the old time Jacksonville. Uh, you know, this is a really solid Jacksonville team. They're eight or nine deep. Um, they're tough. They shoot more twos than threes, but they'll make threes in the end. They showed that the other night. Um, in fact, I think Coach Fly said, and I said this on the air, they are like the Knicks and Pacers back in the 80s. It is, it is like old school basketball. And when you go on the boards, you better have a good dental plan because people are banging each other. They really are. Hey, I didn't. I didn't know we were having uh, Knicks and Pacers. What about the Miami Heat from the nineteen nineties, or maybe like the Bad Boy Pistons? Although that might be a little eighties, early nineties. But <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you know your history of basketball. Yeah, the Pistons. I mean, they were very, very, very physical. But uh, that was a physical ball game on a Saturday afternoon. Hey, and before I forget, the other young man, Carlos Rosario. Both Carlos Rosario and, and Weir have come off the bench when Samuels has gotten foul trouble and really manned up on the, the bigs of the opponents. So I got to give Carlos uh, a shout out because, you know, the guy was one of the top players in the OVC. And see, that's the other thing people don't realize. You look at all the transfers. They, these young men have accepted their roles. You know, no one's whining or complaining. Fly told them what they had to do. You want to get on the floor, here's what you got to do. And they've accepted that. And it was nice to see Matt Halverson on senior day hit those three threes to start that game out because, you know, I mean, he's been in a little bit of a shooting slump. He's one of the premier three-point shooters in the country, Dylan. He really is. So obviously with the men, uh, FCU faces North Alabama tomorrow night. And uh, if you think back to the regular season, FGCU won that first game. But 
as we know, history can change. There's always seemingly upsets in these conference tournaments every year. So, you- well, the thing that scares me is um, right now, you know, who's been balling out is Daniel Ortiz. I mean, he is, he had, what do you have, 28 the other night. Um, have not seen Jamal Blackman, Jamari Blackman on, he wasn't uh, on the roster last game. And, uh, you know, I'll have to check their webpage. Because remember, he was freshman player of the year two years ago. And three years ago, came in here and beat FTCU, if you remember. Uh, not that I remember that whoever was guarding him forgot that the coaching staff had said hands up on the best shooter. I think I think I remember line. I think I remember that game because he's like don't don't forget about black man. Yeah, he, he was like yeah you gotta have hands up and I won't say the name of the player who was guarding him but he he must have thought he was doing the Watusi with hands on the hips and uh, Jamari Blackman like looked at him and said like do you realize I'm Jamari Blackman I'm the reigning freshman player of the year and I'm a 38 percent shooter from the three but Keep your hands down so I can just have a little crease here to knock down. That's when they beat FGCU. Uh, but that'll be a tough out because Isaac Chapman is a, uh, I mean, he's, the dude really goes to the boards with a great amount of, uh, of force. You know, Will Susie, high energy uh, from uh, this team. Detalia Brown. I mean, the guy loves to shoot the three in transition. So, and Tony Pujol does a great job of creating a culture uh, there in North Alabama of winners. So, uh, yeah, FTCU's beaten them twice. Don't sleep on them. Do not sleep on UNA, I'm telling you. Yeah, I don't think you can sleep on anybody. Otherwise, you're going home. Yes. So um, in, in terms of the ASUN tournament, where would FGCU on the men's side rank in terms of favorites? Because obviously uh, the Eagles just be the top two teams on the east side, Liberty and Jacksonville. Well, but- Jacksonville State's a very good team. I mean, they're well coached by Ray Harper, Roy Harper. Um, they have the depth. They have the talent. They have the coaching to win the whole thing and go to the dance. Now that means uh, you got to keep your turnovers under 12. Okay. You've got to defend with a great amount of uh, intensity. And uh, your theory is we do not want to go home. So, I mean, those are the things you have to do. It's the little things that get you championships, not the big things. You know, hands up on on defense, being down in the stance, giving up a good shot for a better shot. I mean, those are the things that win championships. And the biggest thing is defense. You cannot have a defensive or an offensive slump. You cannot go three minutes and not score when you get to March Madness. Because that is just like, you know, grab your pajamas and go home and go to sleep. <laughs> have a slumber, have a slumber party because you're going to be watching March Madness and not playing in it, right? That's right. 
Yeah, I was just thinking, Jack, Jacksonville and Jacksonville State. Like this, I know this A Sun sounds weird with like two teams because one of them's in Florida and the other one's in Alabama, right? Right. But uh, I hear Jacksonville State's really good. Obviously, 13 3, top C in the West. We know what Coach Alpha can do. But um, FGCU played there and only lost by, I believe, eight points early in the season. And teams change. We've seen teams get on runs. And you think. Well, see, that- here's the beauty of the past. Okay. It's the past. And the future is that you, you go look at the game film. What were the things that we didn't do? Oh, we didn't do this. We didn't do that. So you fix those things. But all these teams, whether it's FGCU, whether it's Liberty, all these teams are better now than they were six weeks ago. And, um, and everyone's got nicks and bruises. So being hurt is not an excuse. you got to just strap on the tape, tell the trainer to put a little – extra that gooey gooey stuff on my legs and I'm ready to go play because see this is the time when you talk about the NBA no babies allowed okay you got to be a grown man or a grown woman to go out here and play and want to get through to the dance yeah looking back to that game uh you know what you know why Jackson State won that game because FTCU committed more turnovers and they get to the charity strike well, hey, when you're on the road, don't expect any gifts. You know? <laughs> yeah, the reps on the reps on buying you fence. Yeah, yeah, they, they, you know, complaining to a referee is like, no, it, that doesn't work. You just got to play harder. Yeah, make, drop to the bucket and make them cut and make the referees call a foul. Yes. So I think it's going to be fun to see what happens. Obviously, FTC's got to win four games, but, you know, we've seen teams get on crazy runs. I remember uh, the Kemba Walker-UConn team won five games in five days at MHG. Well, well, you did say a name that sort of helps. I mean, you get Kemba Walker. That's like having Moses lead you to the promised land. It's, it's, not, it's not if you're going to get there. It's just when you're going to arrive. <laughs> so from Dunk City, the reigning threes. Uh, I think we've got. Uh, let's take a look at the uh, FTC women because uh, another year, another winning season. Another not just winning season, but uh, twenty-six and two regular season for the uh, Eagles. Calls Mesco's a genius. What else is new? But um. To me, I've seen a different FGCU team the past couple of weeks. Obviously, the Liberty win was big. Getting Kirsten Bell back from her torn meniscus was big. But I've well, seen remember it. this, you know, and obviously Coach Mesco is a great coach. But hey, you we we gave kudos to um, the athletic trainer. Okay. FTCU. I mean, that young lady, uh, I think it's Sawyer, is it Sawyer, her last name is escaping me, but Sawyer, the athletic trainer for women's basketball, was able to help that young lady rehab and had her back for the most important game of the year. Because who knows, would FTCU have won that game if Kirsten Bell did not play 
on the road at Liberty. And because of that, if FDCU and Liberty meet in the champion in the uh, A-Sun title game, that game won't be in Lynchburg. That'll be just up the road from, from me. Right here in here in uh, Alico Arena. So um, I think sometimes when they did not have Kirsten Bell, uh, they struggled. But a lot of that struggle was, you know, the last two or three weeks is like the dog days, okay? Because, I mean, you've been playing a lot of basketball. You're practicing. You're studying. I mean, it, it's not like you're on a Caribbean cruise, right? I mean, there's a lot of stuff you got to do. And um, so the girls had struggled there for a little bit. But, uh, but everyone struggles this time of the year. I mean, this past weekend, six of the top men's teams got wackoed. Right, Purdue loses to Michigan State, who'd been struggling. Uh, Auburn loses. Uh, so, um, but hey, if you're gonna have Bell come back, what a great time up at Lynchburg. I mean, she hadn't played in six weeks. Comes out limited minutes, but has 23 points. So that's a big, big. Um, that's a big win. And like you said, while she was out, though, a lot of these other young women we're able to get quality minutes and uh, cause it's tough to get PT when you aren't playing. So um, when you look at Kendall spray or, you know, Carly C all, all those young ladies, Seneca Hackley was a big beneficiary of um, the fact that bell didn't play for a while. Uh, Andrea Cecil was getting more, more uh, playing time. So um and the nice thing right now is that the women don't play till Sunday at 2 p.m. I mean, the men got to grind. They just played Saturday, right? You got to play tomorrow. You got to jump a flight the next day and fly to Louisville to play Bellarmine, which is not a good matchup for FGCU. It's a winnable game, you know, from that standpoint. Then you got to figure where, because they're going to cross, they're going to reseed at the end somehow and uh so I'll, i don't know what that means and by the way the men also play tuesday thursday saturday tuesday used to used to be either tuesday thursday saturday or sunday but now it's tuesday thursday saturday tuesday talk about playing four games in potentially four different cities against four teams over the space of eight days. Hey, strap them on, have some Gatorade, and get ready to play. And have plenty of ice baths ready. Get some ice baths ready, baby. <laughs> get out the cryotherapy. So, um, obviously, uh, one we've talked about Kirsten Bell. I mean, the fact that she came back from a torn meniscus, which would have knocked out a lot of athletes for the season is big, but I think even more pivotal for FGCU's success in March will be uh, Tishera Morehouse, because if you have that one-two scoring punch, you've got a potential of being not just anybody in the A-Sun, potentially being one of these uh, big schools in March. Well, the biggest thing for FGCU is their balance. Um, 
since we don't have a lot of size. Hey, um, that's always been a problem. You know, but, but you spread the floor, but you got to, you got to make shots. Okay. Shooters, shooters can shoot, but coaches don't like good shots. They like good makes. So you got to be shooting 38% um, up or better for threes. And then you got to defend. And one of the things about the Semesco offense is that you bring those bigs on the other team outside. And usually uh, his players, because he's got more and more players who can put the ball on the floor and go to the hole. Uh, but bottom line is you got to limit turnovers, right? You got to, you got to be neutral on the boards, but the bottom line is you got to put, you got to put the ball through the hole. And Hey, it's nice. You can bring someone like Kendall spray off the bench. Lifetime 43% shooter from the three. Um, she's a cold blooded shooter. She really is. But uh, you know, to share Morehouse can shoot the three. Seneca Hackley can shoot the three. Um, Kirsty Fields can flat out load it up with the three. So um, bottom line is you, if you're gonna make, if you're gonna, when you get in the Mac March Madness, you gotta get on that roll where you gotta put up and make at least, I would say eight to ten threes. I see you might have to make more, especially against these big teams, because a team like Stanford or South Carolina can just dominate the boards. And you've got to MTC's got to trade twos for threes. Well, you know, I'm I'm listening to a, a book right now on analytics. And um um, if you can absolutely make your threes, obviously, I mean, that's where you want to be, but you still have to have a blend sometimes, don't you? Where if you aren't making threes, you got to put the ball on the floor, go to the hole and make threes the old fashioned way. But a shooter's got to shoot and you're going to lie. FTC lives, they live with the three. If you're going to live with it, sometimes you got to die with it. So the thing is, a good shooter has what I think is a high type A personality and no memory. Because if you miss two, a good shooter does not believe they have ever, they'll ever have they missed three. And they just keep, you just keep shooting. So my theory is you got to rebound, you got to make threes, and you got to limit turnovers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, how often do you? See, I mean, how often do you see Steph Curry go three of eighteen for a game, and yet he's still shooting? Well, no, I mean, Steph Curry could be zero for forty and make the next one, <laughs> and make the next forty. You know, he, he sort of gets a pass there. So, um, are there are there any scary mass? Uh, matchups for the FGC women. Obviously, Liberty was a tough matchup. Well, Liberty's a tough matchup. Hey, you know, Stetson sort of came in here. Remember, Stetson was now that we FTC didn't have Kirsten Bell, but Stetson was down six going into the fourth quarter, weren't they? And what did they do? They, they pounded it inside. You know, they sugared the bigs. And uh, so now, I, I was watching the Iowa-Michigan uh, game yesterday, women's basketball. What a great atmosphere, man. 15,000 people. 
there in, uh, I think, Ames, Iowa, watching that game. If I have the cities, my geography is not always that great. Iowa City. Is that Iowa City? But, man, they were just – I mean, that young lady could flat out shoot. She had 38. She shoots logo, what I call logo threes, because she shoots them the logo uh, from that standpoint. But what a great atmosphere. So if FGCU and Liberty do meet in the finals, um, I mean, there should be 4,000 people in the Lico arenas making that just a hard place for Liberty to come in and play. But, but I wouldn't, and I haven't seen the, the overall brackets for the women, but, you know, Stetson, I'd be, I'd be wary of. Hey, North Florida with Jada Bond and Jazz Bond, and if Tiffany Talbert is healthy, that's a formidable team because they got the big girl uh, down in the middle who can uh, pound balls and, you know, uh, and, and score, you know, double figures. So, I mean, those are the teams that would, that would scare me because of the athleticism and their ability to go down inside. Because FTSU doesn't have any sides. Well, there's not, well, they've got side, but there's no rim protectors. <laughs> yeah. There's no rim protectors sometimes. There's no six, three, six, four post woman down. Low. Well, yeah, that, but, but, you know, Kirsten Bell, you know, can be a rim protector if she's back, but you got to be careful because you can't get her in foul trouble, right? Yeah. One way of limiting Kirsten Bell's impact is getting her on the pine. Yeah, yeah. She's in foul trouble. She can't score. Hard to score from the bench, isn't it? I'm just saying, unless unless she comes off the bench to shoot a free throw, but uh, I don't think I don't think the other team would do that. No, no. So I can't wait to see uh, March Madness unofficially or officially begin this week. I think it's going to be fun. I think it'll be crazy. I think there'll be some Houdini moments, but hopefully FGCU, both the men and women, make deep runs and we can see plenty of dunks and plenty of threes in March. Hey, that's that's the dream of every Eagle fan, but it's the dream of every every fan in the A-Sun throughout this uh, country. Dylan, always a pleasure to hang out with you, my man. Peace out. Thanks for hopping on, J-Webb, and uh, we'll see you later. Anytime.